Greetings and welcome to episode number nine of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about everything past, present, and future of one of gaming's most storied franchises. Today, as we're going to wrap up the year that is 2020, we're going to cap off by taking a look back at the announcements that came out a week and a half ago. Uh, now that we've had some chance to, to allow those to settle, what are our thoughts? Are they are they the same as what we initially felt? And, and we'll take a look at what the, the community's reaction to those were as well. Uh, we're also gonna talk about what we wanna see going forward in the monthly updates. Um, the big topic of the last week is with the controversies surrounding Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk's last-gen versions. Should we should this impact what happens with the last-gen versions of Halo Infinite? And then we will also take a look at the 360 servers being shut down, and this is going to give us a chance to look at our favorite moments of the 360 Halo Online. And then we'll, we'll just cap it off with our final year-end thoughts. But before we move on to our topics, let's meet our team for today. Uh, first up, let's uh, let's uh, see how Spartan Mike, a.k.a. Kage Maru, is doing. How, how's it going, man? Hey, everyone. How are you guys doing? Uh, wide and awake and ready for a good podcast. Doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Ursul, a.k.a. Soul Blazer. How's, how's it going, man? Hey, uh, pretty good. Um, our second live episode and possibly the second of many. Please let us know if there's anything wrong with the video, the audio, or anything we're watching. We're still experimenting. Thanks. <laughs> Next up, we got Spartan Jesse, a.k.a. Don Cabeza. How's it going, Jesse? I am doing well. I am able to play various things now that my cyberpunk review at XboxEra.com is done. How are you? <laughs> Get back to playing everything else. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, what, we have Spartan Austin, a.k.a. Proven. How are you doing today, Proven? How are you? Uh, hanging in there. I'm doing good. All right. And finally, it is your host today, Spartan One Bad Mother. All right, guys. So let's jump back into it. I guess we'll we'll kind of jump back to where we left off last week. So we've now had a week. We, last time we were able to go through the entire update, we read all the major points, spent um, our, a good two and a half hours just going over that update. And now that we've had a chance to let it sink in, we've heard from the community. I, what I want to do is just go back around and just get a, just get some high level summary of, of how you're still feeling. Is anything changed since that time? Uh, you know, what is your general thoughts now, a week and a half after that update? And you know, is anything that you've heard from the community or anything like that changed how what your initial impressions were? Uh, I'll go ahead and start off with with uh, Spartan Mike before he uh, falls asleep in his chair <laughs> to get your get your summary from last time. Uh, yeah, really, my opinion hasn't changed much since the last time. Uh, I was able to really dive into it after the last show, and I mean, it, it does. I'm hoping that it. The one thing that stuck out to me that I'm hoping that it's, uh, I guess, a preview of like a new level of confidence. I guess because for the most part this year, it seems like they're a bit hesitant to really reveal too much or say too much. Um, probably because they knew their like you know landing an airplane as they were still putting it together while I was on fire, and <laughs> so that you know it, it seems like 
there was just a, a, a new level of confidence regarding that blog post. And I'm hoping that that continues on next year. And, and you know, I, everything that I read in it, it just, it was ticking all the right boxes. Um, and I know that we're going to talk about it, but ba- especially with what recently happened with cyber tongue, I mean, cyberpunk, <laughs> um, it, you know, it, I'm happy they're waiting. I'm just, it's a good thing. They're waiting. They're giving it time. Yeah, I think you brought up a good word there, and you said, uh, you know, they showed some confidence, and I feel like that's probably that's that's something I didn't really even think about last time, and it's might might be the first time since July that there's been any level of confidence around it. So, uh, you know, yeah, I thought that was that's a pretty pretty apt description. Um, how about you? So, um, any any kind of thoughts from? I guess to summarize kind of how you where you were at last week and you know has anything kind of changed since then i'm in a pretty similar place um what i am happy about is that usually or very often um something releases a developer releases something community's happy for a day and then turns on them like the next few days <laughs> i'm happy to see that didn't happen with this halo infinite update it seems like the community understands or at least understood that hey there's a lot of work to be done we're taking our time and we promise you that you're gonna really like what you see and I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, let's move on to to Jesse. Jesse, any what, what's kind of your thoughts from from that? And I initially was a bit disappointed. I really was hoping for an early release for my own um, selfish reasons. Mainly, there's I just don't know what the hell there's going to be in the first half of next year to play. Um, I was really looking forward to play Cyberpunk now, play Halo in a few months, play battlefield in the later part of the year nice and spread out but the more i think about it you know if it's what they need then i'm a-okay and perfectly happy with it and i can't wait to see what it looks like if it's uh actually a full you know next gen rdna2 looking game it'll be worth it yeah yeah i mean and, and that's a really good point i think we talked about that last week as well um and that was one of the things that i was excited about is that they just had more time to actually leverage what what would be next gen hardware i I guess it's current gen now but uh just giving them more time with those tools how about you uh austin um you know i i think last week we we had a hard time getting getting your thoughts out so if you want to take a little bit longer here go ahead and just give us your you know your your thoughts overall on the update kind of like what some of the things that you liked the best about it um yeah i mean uh, same as Jesse. Like initially, I was a little disappointed because I, I was hoping that the game would launch in around April or May, around that time frame. I was actually pretty confident it was going to launch, but then, so that when they announced it was going to be uh, fall 2020, and we assume sometime in November, um, I was a bit disappointed. But when they kind of explained like exactly why they're delaying it longer, like they ne- they they basically needed more time just to polish everything and to make it. Uh, live up to the standards that they set for themselves. Um, like I, I understand why they end up delaying it, but I, I read through the entire blog post a couple times just to get, and like I, I feel like really confident after reading that. Like they act, they know what was wrong with the July demo, and I feel really confident that when the game ships, that it's going to live up to expectations. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good summary. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because when I first heard about it, I didn't have any disappointment at all. I actually, 
I, I think I mentioned to on my end, I felt a, a sense of relief with Halo, you know, Halo. And we discussed, I think for, for all of us, obviously we're on the show here. So this ranks up highly for us in terms of IPs. For me, it is my favorite franchise. And, you know, six months is is really nothing in the scheme of the life of, of the franchise. So when I heard that it was going to get a full year, to me, that just sounded, that sounded like something that was more wishful thinking when the initial release or when the initial delay was announced and just knowing now that they get the time to you know really get a grasp that on the hardware like i think a lot of the wishful. issues that we heard with the tools and some of the developers seeing some developers struggling with next gen hardware and really not being able to get the most out of it that was making me nervous you know and, and that that ab- absolutely had something to do i mean obviously it's not everything to do with with the struggles they're having but that was just something else to be added in uh and knowing that like some of the tools there's even features today you know talking to developer there's features today that are not turned on with the um with the dev kit chat that are you know next gen stuff and so i'm i'm optimistic now that the developers will have some opportunity just to to start to leverage that stuff and we know that it's probably going to get updates even after it gets released but getting it much closer to this that next gen state uh and 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 we're going to be jumping into some cyberpunk topics here but I, i i you know this just the fact that they're getting a whole year to basically work on what is graphics is pretty encouraging in terms of it having a level of polish that you know that i hope it it could have and um yeah i mean just overall i think it could be great timing to go into next fall or next holidays with with a halo release and and they'll finally have some stock and so people can jump in on the next gen version and i think there's going to be a lot of excitement around it whereas had it come out in a few months, yeah, that would have been nice to have that to play, but there would have been a lot of trepidation, a lot of skepticism around it because, you know, especially amongst people, wh- whether it's real, whether it's real or not, there's always going to be trepidation around, um, you, you know, looking at that demo in July, people are, are who don't understand the development process probably would have a hard time believing that it's going to be a polished thing only a few months later. So, you know, whether that is true or not, and, you know, I think there's some evidence from developers that that's not always the case but uh but again perception is reality and it's nice to have the community go in optimistic and and that's one other thing i took away you know i was reading online and you know listening to a lot of podcasts over the last couple weeks and generally i i didn't really hear a whole lot of negative stuff about it and it's interesting because every time there was a something that came up about halo before the the first thing that came to everybody's mouth was you know hey uh, leadership needs to be changed and there's you know there's a lot of negativity around it hey we can't trust 343 with anything and and this was the maybe the first time where people were were hopeful and i think statin has a lot to do with that and i think the time does um now that i've kind of gone on for quite a bit i'm going to circle back around to all you guys here like anything else that i kind of brought up there that you guys wanted to touch back on and on um, no, I mean, I, th- I think you've touched it all. I'm just, uh, I feel like the community's reached a point where they're just kind of like, okay, all right, you do, you do your part, release it, show us what you think is going to look good, then we'll judge again, right? I think even the community's tired of making fun of Craig and making fun of Poppin, etc. Especially when you, you're right, we're going to talk about this later, but especially when you have the example of cyber, what do you guys call it? Tongue? Cyber tongue right in front of you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think everybody's just ready to, you know, it's been such a crap year, 2020, and yeah, I think everybody's yeah. just ready to look forward. I feel like Cyberpunk and, was like a reality check for a lot of consumers where it's like, hey, listen, this year was tough for yeah. video game developers. Sure, they're working from home. It doesn't mean it's the same thing. It doesn't mean it's as efficient or anything, especially the sheer size files that they work with. You know, working from home is not yeah. easy. It, it's going to affect it. It doesn't matter if Miles comes out and it looks amazing, right? Yeah. Games are there's a reason so many games were delayed, and in that in that sense, I feel like Cyberpunk did a positive to the community. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely took the pressure off. Of yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Be, be, oh, go ahead, Mike. I heard so you, you. I mean, do you think you, you earlier you made a comment about them only working on graphics for the next year? Do you think that? I mean, I would I would hope that the actual campaign itself is also just getting design wise. An extra layer of polish you know because yeah. like <clears throat> i mean there, there's the pacing there's the flow there's the opportunities that can present itself in a, a real world scenario or those open world areas so i mean it, it i'm i'm hoping for not just grad because graphically i'm hoping that it's polished with the extra year but just everything in terms of obviously bugs but just mechanically speaking encounter design i mean encounter design was one of my biggest issues with 343's halos yeah and you know and they the the demo they showed in july showed a lot of promise a lot of improvement in that area but you know it it can always get better so yeah i'm i'm hoping that just overall the entire package i'm hoping it's a, a return to form in the sense that you know the bungee halos they were like just exploding with content with features stuff like that and i'm hoping that we see a return to form on that yeah i i, yeah. I think it's fair to expect yeah go ahead man I, you were saying something proven yeah i was I, I was gonna say i think with the extra year they kind of because there was talk about hey maybe they split campaign split single player hey maybe it launches missing a few modes like especially since they have a full year like i don't think there's like they should launch with everything and like hopefully, because I know they were talking about before the delay that they were gonna have ray tracing in like in like a post-launch update. I'm hoping yeah. now that they've delayed a full year, that whenever the game releases sometime next November, whenever like the game's complete, there's no like oh, because the thing with three a, a lot of three for three games is there's always like yeah we're gonna we're gonna add this feature a couple months later. Like I I, I think for Halo Infinite it just needs to launch complete. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. At least, with the, at least with the core mechanics of it, I would say um, content rich because it is a plan to keep updating it for a decade. Yeah, but it, this also, I mean, this I think a lot of the community's excitement is this hasn't ever happened with a Halo game before. They're always coming in short and hot, and being given a year of polish, whereas uh, Special Ed says a year. <laughs> is, it hasn't happened before so it's, it's an exciting possibility even if waiting really sucks yeah. Yeah. you know and you brought up a really good point Mike because that's something that I don't hear a lot of people talk about because you know you assume that okay yeah if, if, it, if the campaign the foundation's in place it's just going to be graphics and we keep saying that hey it's just going to have a year to work on graphics but, but really uh, encounter design is something that can take a lot of tweaking and time and and yeah you may not you may not be drastically changing the 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 environments or you know the um 
the amount of enemies and things like that. But there is just like a delicate balance sometimes with that stuff, getting that right. And I think um, that, that's another interesting thing, having the guy like Staten who does understand the, the sandbox and, you know, that, uh, and I know they have some other people that were from Bungie there as well, but just giving them that time, because that has been, that's been my frustration with the three for three games. I think they've always, you know, graphically, they've actually been good. It's just, it, you know, the campaigns just have lacked some of the, the, sandbox balance that the classics had so yeah. you know and, and they've admitted too you know if you've heard uh i heard the exit interview with josh holmes before where he admitted that they've come in super hot on the campaign both times and they had other ambitions and it's like you know like they changed direction you know halfway through and it, you know it took them a long time to get on the same page and and so that that ends up showing up sometimes in how well you balance things and i you know i could you could see that because you could see sometimes they got it and other times it's like you could see where things were rushed yeah and they're not going to bring in someone like Staten just for graphics i mean that's that's probably that's his true. least yeah you know uh Applicable. specialized oh, yeah yeah so I mean, if you if everything was strictly done with the campaign, they would have just kept Chris Lee in, I would think. I also uh, the, the I, fact that they yeah. brought in Staten, someone that has so much experience with previous Halos, when they're trying to re rekindle that magic, you know, I I, I think it goes beyond just graphics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to do, I feel like, might be overlooked as well, is <clears throat> with this full year, there's definitely a lot of people on three four three that are have finished their jobs. You know what I mean? Or infinite, um, be it the art team or the creative team or whatnot. I feel like they're also links taking this year to lay down the groundwork for the coming DLCs or expansions or whatever. Which I yeah. hope means there won't be much of a gap between them. Yeah, that's another. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah. logical. It, it, you look at something like we just had the Gears DLC that came out this week. So you, you yeah. might have something like that in the hopper or or maybe have a substantial DLC available, you know, uh, fall of 2022 or something like that to keep the momentum going. Because uh, obviously the early parts of the it, it's it's always nice to say, hey, all these things are going to come later. But if they like we saw that with Halo Five, like it actually main, maintained a lot of its base. That's the base that kind of stuck around for six months, actually stuck around for a while. <clears throat> it was that initial couple months really they lost a lot of people because it came out a little bit light in content and and then it you know really didn't it didn't really ha keep its momentum early on. It had some neg negativity around it and things like that. Not that I expect any of that stuff to carry over, but I just, I think the point is that those first few months can go a long ways in terms of the mind share oh, of yeah, your, sure. your product. So, uh, so just having something like that on the horizons. Yeah. I mean, one of my nice. worries about hive busters is that even though it's such a good expansion, because people have just written off gears five, not as many people will play it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, with it being a part of Ultimate, I do think that is a big help if it wasn't and you had to buy it. That's true. Most people That's haven't true. bought Gears. And the the thing with Game Pass, and I think a lot of first parties, is you're not buying the game, so buying an expansion for it is going to feel weird, and I really do hope that they are things that are put into Ultimate. Yeah, I, I, I it's probably a separate topic, but yeah, I think that is a... I feel like they're planting the seed for that. I think that the, this 10 year campaign idea is probably going to be the, to drive people to keep 
Game Pass Ultimate, you know, and I think that's how they're going to soft get rid of. Yeah, I think again. everything they do is to drive people to keep Game Pass Ultimate. That yeah. is the core. Make this the absolute best value we can with the best games that, and they don't have to. They they don't want games as a service super long commitment games they want a ton of things that you can jump between because that's the biggest value you've got three or four hundred games uh and that are curated of high quality for the most part and like having one destiny in there and just saying okay we need like 16 more of those like no those take forever they take a long time being able to get expansions and dlc for you know, things for people to jump into, like Hive Busters. I, I really think that's going to drive the service, and I would hope that's what Infinite ends up being. The games-as-a-service part is multiplayer, which is free-to-play, but the um, campaign part is expansion-driven, like, you know, like The Witcher was, where they had two big, meaty, really good expansions that they just gave you what you wanted, and then you were done with them, and it's not something you have to commit to all the time. Yeah. There's already enough of that out there. All right, guys. So, yeah, I, I think that was some, some really good points. Uh, uh, you know, a good recap of last week. So, I'm going to move on to to the next topic, which is something I don't think we're going to need to spend a lot of time on. But they talked about they talked about having monthly updates, and I, I, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how they keep this th- this going for you know a full year. Just like it's going to be interesting to see how we keep this well, going for the full year. It's a monthly esports updates. So, oh, okay, uh, esports updates. Yeah, okay, it, it's focused well, on the the multiplayer esports side of things. Maybe how they're gonna. I don't think it'll be gameplay related at first. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more how is it going to be set up. What are our plans? Things at first. Um, and like campaign and graphic stuff, I bet you that still is more of an E3 and the last like three or four months pushing to release. So let's talk about that because, you know, so here, so we, we got a great, you know, great update, um, you know, a week and a half ago. And now there's going to be, you know, basically what will amount to a whole year between then and the release of the game. For go, just real quick around the table, what are you guys hoping? What do you think is realistic in terms of the updates going forward? Do you know, do you expect frequent stuff, or do you, do you expect to get a drop at E three and then then the game? I will go. I will go back to you, Jesse. I know you were just just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, starting. There... I mean, yeah, they're they're off. They're you know everyone's getting their time to reload and get time off around the holidays, which is always nice to see. And they said we're we'll back in January. We're going to have monthly esports updates, so we'll get that part of it. And I think those will mostly be around the periphery to start. And then once E three time hits and whatever E three is this year, which you know I'd imagine it's just going to be a big because Microsoft's not doing anything in person, maybe for years. Who knows? Um, they'll have a big show. They'll go over. Halo and re-reveal it with the new graphics again, I bet. And then the monthly stuff will start delving more into gameplay systems leading up to probably a mid-November release for the anniversary. Prove were you about to say something? I'm sorry, I think I might have cut you off there. No, no, it's okay. Um I was I was getting so in the update, they don't mention specifically that they're gonna be doing a like they, they said the esports update is gonna be monthly. They don't specifically say anything about monthly updates but they it's it does say inside infinite december 2020 and then because so that could hint that they might do something monthly because for for the master chief collection they do uh mcc development update and then put the month so it could be a hint that like they're gonna do monthly update updates but we don't know but 
if if they do, I mean, like, even if they don't do monthly updates, I think they just they kind of just need to give a little bit. Like, maybe let's just say, for example, they give a February update. Um, I'd like if they start giving details about like the story, like start getting like they don't have to, like I don't think they're gonna show gameplay anytime soon. I'm not expecting that. But just kind of a little bit more details on the story, on the systems in the game, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that'll be interesting to see how people handle that. If if there's only a handful of updates, you know, are people going to get impatient with that? Uh, I guess let's go to you, Mike. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, is this so people giving their opinions on what they think they might see? Do you think the community would would be okay with just a couple updates? Would you prefer to be kind of surprised and you know get it just dropped in you know some some wow moments, or would you would you like to just see an incremental? incremental information along the way i, I mean i'm probably going to sound greedy but i don't know why we can't have both <laughs> hey, I, I i don't um i would actually hope for a fine balance between you know like progress updates just general updates um you know i would maybe i'm being too optimistic but i'd hope that the year delay could um, allow them to revamp their plans for a flighting program. So oh, yeah, they talked keep... about that. They, they said um, that they were planning. Did they say summer or was that people assuming summer? They didn't but give they it were... to uh, They said later next year. They yeah. Didn't sp- yeah. yeah, it was okay. uh, later next year. Yeah, they talked about it again. So it's definitely on the, uh, on the agenda. Okay. So, you know, uh, updates on that. And then, you know, I, we saw from the blog post that pretty much everyone was happy with the blog post, but substance wise, media wise, I should say, there really wasn't much to chew on. Yeah, we had some good screenshots, but you know, in a previous show, some of us were talking about, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic. Some of us were talking about how we'd be disappointed with what we got. You know, if it was just a blog post, no video, mm-hmm. no trailer, yeah. <laughs> right. but you know, we're still happy with yeah. it. Well, I, um, I think we were expecting April or May. So, but since true. it's a year to later, I don't think we're expecting gameplay that early. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, but yeah, uh, if if they gave us just updates and progress reports, and then um, save the the Big Bang show off trailer for E three, I, I think that would that would be good. Yeah. And then from E3, what I would, I mean, they already said that they don't plan to go in the dark or be radio silent or however way they word it. So I, I do expect some updates leading up to E3. And then what I would do if I were them, E3 on, especially if they're think, thinking about starting their flight program around then, summertime, it, just it, roll, you know, keep hammering with the uh, advertising updates, everything leading up to launch. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. Oh, go ahead, Ruben. Sorry, I was going to add, um, because after they delayed the game, um, I think it was Unishek, I think he's the community uh, manager, if I'm remembering correctly. He, uh, Someone asked him, well, so since you guys delayed the game, are you guys going to go dark? And he's like, no, we're, we'll keep you updated. But then after he said that, they basically went four months without saying anything. And then I, I don't know, if, I think it was in the blog post, or someone else said it, but like they basically said, like, from this point on, we're going to be transparent about what we're doing, and we're going to explain like every decision we make. So I think like them saying that gives us an idea that they're they're not just going to go 
another three to four months without saying anything, which makes me think that they're going to have at least monthly, like, if it's not, like, huge updates every month, like, they're going to give us some information pretty regularly after they get back from their break. Yep. Hey, uh, guys, it looks like uh, six, six in our chat here, and he's got a question. Huh. And he thinks he thinks just because he runs the site that he can jump ahead of everybody in the community questions. So, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll entertain him this time. Like hell. <laughs> But uh, anyways, he said uh, before, he said his question is, how important is user-generated content for Halo Infinite, in your opinion? Uh, so hopefully you guys don't mind, but I'm going to jump here before we come back to our topic. I mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I'm going to take that. I think, I actually think, uh, and this is going to be right up six alley. I feel like this is, this is a future show and I'm waiting for some information about Forge actually. But I think that the Forge mode and the community stuff in Halo is going to be more important than it's ever been. It has more opportunity than it's ever had. And I think, that, you know, especially with the with the fact that we got PC now uh, and, and, you know, we understand that, you know, PC tools are, are, are just a lot easier to work with when it comes to creating stuff. You got a much wider community with the PC console and eventually the streaming. Uh, and I think just look at look at the creative mode in Fortnite, and there's an entire new generation yep. that is all about making stuff in a game like that. So yep. they see that, oh, this Halo game, okay, it's free to play. Okay, it's on Game Pass. All right, I'll give it a try. And they see these tools, they can go in, start making a bunch of stuff, and then they make people like Second Mechanico because <laughs> they're so good at it. I, yeah, yeah, I think there's going to be a whole market that is nothing but custom stuff. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that is going to be that is going to be an interesting uh, topic, I think, in the future too. Once we get a little bit more information, I, I think that is probably the one of the most underrated, most you know under the radar things about Halo right now is the potential of that when you put it on Game Pass. And you just, you just, that community, you know, we've seen what happens with, with games with creative stuff and creative modes in them when they have a huge community, it just sort of, it gets this momentum. It gets to this point where it just, the, the momentum gets to be pretty, um, you know, like once you get to like a tipping point with, with the amount of users taking part in that, it just ends up taking taking on a life of its own. So that's going to be really exciting. But yeah, so we're going to look forward because, you know, Sick always likes to talk about his uh, Forge skills. So we're going to look forward to him putting, to, to seeing seeing them at work. Assuming that uh, Forge is included in the free-to-play multiplayer, I mean, to me, that, that makes the most sense. I mean, that yeah. would be insane. And, you know, it, it would easily be one of the more critical parts of the of the game or the package because it's going to help to bridge the gap between the content drops and you know depending on how they expand the options for forge um i mean it's it, it I, i'm hopeful that they take it to the next level like i don't know if you guys ever played far cry 2 i think it was I did not. Uh, nope. Th that had a, a map creator mode that was insane. Um, and I don't know if Halo wants to go to that because you were able to like manipulate geometry and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But, and I don't know if they want to take it that far with Halo. I wish they took it that far with Halo. But um, I, I'm just hoping for a lot more freedom than what we saw. I guess a bigger memory budget is really what I'm yeah. hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, even a lot well, more freedom. 
Well, that's going to be interesting. And actually, that would be a great tie-in for the next topic. We're going to have to finish up the previous one. But I think when we get down, when we start talking about next generation console versus previous generation consoles, um, one of the things that people really don't factor in very much is the Forge or the creative modes and how those are impacted. Um, so we'll, but we'll get into that in a minute. So be, I guess let me just tie up the, the previous topic. Oh, one um, second, sorry. Um, okay. Uh, back to with the, about the user-generated content. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be the most important it's ever been. Um, did you guys see that infographic that uh, uh, 343 posted on the blog? I believe, I only spun over it, but I believe the most played map was Forge World and Reach for the year. Oh of uh 20, 20 december 2019 december 2020 um i think 343 knows how often forge is used to and i have yep. no doubt that there's gonna be some crazy cool creative game modes and maps etc but i think the only concern is whether 343 can really utilize that you know what i mean mm -hmm. i have little doubt they'll give the tools needed to make amazing things but whether they'll give the easy accessibility to these games either a game browser or a constantly rotating list of custom games that's where they need to put the work in i feel well and, and there's even been well and i i don't know if we really wanted to talk about rumors here because you know sometimes that stuff gets taken as as we're, we're presenting that <laughs> is something that we, that we know yeah i know <laughs> we didn't nick didn't tell us anything but i mean there's been there's been rumors where you where it, you know it's going to tie into some sort of campaign-ish or single player type stuff or maybe like mario makers so i don't oh, know so, cool. but, but yeah i think that and, and again that's not coming from us we don't know yeah. if that's if anything's going to happen but i think that you, you know when you start thinking about halo though and the, the creative stuff that does something like that is something like i'd almost speculate to happen so that's the only reason i mention it uh like i would i would i think that would be a, an opportunity that would uh present itself if it's not at launch at some point you know where they can they can branch out from just your traditional forge to do something special um but yeah that's a really good great question sick thank you for that one <laughs> did anybody have any final thoughts he's on probably that? asleep yeah, he's probably went back to sleep. All right, so um, I did really quickly want to finish up before uh, the previous topic before we move on to the cyberpunk stuff, and um, so I don't think I got your thoughts about the, the 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 release update. Do you have any preferences there or thoughts on that that weren't already covered? Uh, me, Ursul. Yeah, okay. Ursul. So whatever you want to go by right now. Um, I well, no, there was no name at all there. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, crap, I think. Oh yeah, so I feel like. Um, well, firstly, I don't think we're seeing the campaign at all until E3. Um, I think it, there's a reason they stuck with chose showing us uh, multiplayer screenshots and weapon screenshots in, in the high-level update we had. Mm -hmm. um, and also, in general, when it comes to that blog post, that entire section uh, with esports was mostly aimed towards esports players. Um, in fact, it was written as if it was speaking to them. Like, we know you've had patience with us. Uh, don't worry, we're going to have X events, that kind of thing. So I feel that these monthly updates that are going to happen are going to be more so focused on these players that are kind of curious, hey, how's the game changing? How's it going to affect us that want to make a career or whatnot out of this? Well, also, they've been doing a ton of testing with people. Like yeah. you, You've seen pictures on Twitter where they're allowed to show their at 343. Oh, yeah, that's for sure, too. So, yeah, um, so I, 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 I do think different. we'll get screenshots, a lot more screenshots of the multiplayer and maybe some concept art or some high level art of, of, of some campaign levels. But I don't think we're really seeing the campaign in its uh, in like a proper form until June or May next year. Or better, see uh, concept art of all the brand new 
Prometheans that we get to fight. So oh, one bad. So happy. That'd be wow. amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we'll get rid of all those. Fuckers. Um, yeah. Sorry, I swore. Um, everything you say, that might be Yeah, that's when we lose our. our yeah, everyone I feel reading. like people kind of cherry picked that statement in the blog post. Um, when with context, it's like, yeah, no, this is speaking to esports players. It's not that big of a, like a bombshell. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll be honest. The reason I wanted to bring this up was probably just to go at, just to, just to kind of go at Microsoft a little or Xbox a little bit for how they, how they release information. I know they, (laughs) they like to just go like they save everything up for the, for what they feel like is going to be these big bang moments, right? Like let's just go and just ignite, like have the greatest show of all time. And then a lot of times you end up just getting sensory overload first of all, and then things get lost in that. Um, like, I, and maybe this is just the old man in me, um, you know, the, kind of coming back, you know, to the, to the, some of the days where, you know, you would get updates throughout the year. You, you, you'd get stuff in magazines on a monthly basis. And, you know, sometimes you get a few screenshots and some more information here, and then they keep building that up. And, and I, and I really think that this isn't really just for three for three, but I even think for Xbox in general, um, I think they would benefit from whether it's like a Nintendo direct style or something like that, where it's a little bit more semi-frequent and you just kind of spread and stuff inside out. Xbox. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. the gloves. With, I, dis- sorry. I disagree. Completely. <laughs> without yeah. the controller I'll- updates. <laughs> Without the gloves, new controllers. Without the live answer, just and, and that's no, that's no. Uh, you know, hey, we, you know, we, we like, you know, we like Major Nelson. Fun of the May one, but if they yeah. were the May one, showing off trailers of games and stuff like that, they were yeah, sweet May one. They hope. Yeah, like they hold back everything there. Like, they, you know, it's like, hey, we're not going to show anything here because we're going to save it for the show. And then they kind of over, then they just overdo it. And then you're just like, what the heck did we just see? Because it's like they tried to show us 70 games at one time and then really didn't have enough time to spend spend any time getting in depth with any of them. So instead, mm-hmm. spread it out, get more in depth. And, you know, I think... you. Year sounds like a long time, but really, you could probably even make it a monthly thing. Like, hey, this month, or at least bi-monthly, where like, hey, this this time we're gonna we're gonna touch on this aspect of Forge. We're gonna touch on this aspect of multiplayer. We're gonna talk a little bit about the campaign. Um, you know, like you can you can do that and then drop a few screenshots to keep the kind of the, the yeah. But going. that's kind of like a drip feed. You know what I mean? And in terms of E3, one of the main uh, the main pros of E3 was you had this big trailer, this cool stuff, and then after the main show you have journalists getting hands-on with actual gameplay right and the demos so you did get a bit of both you did i don't know i I, that's just a personal thing i I feel like they they maybe wait too much into e3 now and they got enough stuff going that you you could even show you could save the game that's true with the the sheer number of uh studios they have now it's a little different i feel but before they didn't yeah i was yeah i think like they have so many studios and like eventually they're going to have so many games coming out like it's going to be ba- it's going to be pretty much impossible to show everything at E3 because they're going to have to have like a 5 hour show yeah. just to have everything so like yeah, I, I think they would be thing. like like maybe they could transition to a thing where like every quarter they show 3 to 4 games on what they're like and go in depth I, yeah. like, I think that would be wasn't that kind of the plan? There was what E3 I mean, and then Gamescom and then EXO and then I believe they wanted to do a, an inside Xbox earlier in the year. I remember I read that somewhere. I don't know. Obviously, twenty twenty kind of screwed that up, but I believe that was their plan yeah. to have an event a quarter. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if as as things move along, as they I mean they still have more things to announce. We don't want compulsion mm-hmm. and some of the other teams are working on. I really wouldn't be shocked if it was you know every three months. Yeah, because um, Phil said like literally every show coming up that's planned, we have something new to talk about. Yeah, the Game Awards was the perfect, perfect art game. Yeah. It's like I think pretty much you're just going to see it nonstop all year that they have you know, announcements just all over the place still have a big E3. And then obviously, you know, something like Halo, big showcase at E3. And then they've got months of following it up with the multiplayer flight leading into maybe showing off a little more of the campaign, having their release trailers. So yeah, yeah, I I mean, I won't get anything right away. We will get a lot after E3. Yeah. I don't want it to switch entirely to the direct style. I get, I get people like them, but personally, I preferred their E3 presentations. The directs are kind of anticlimactic, if you know what I mean. People hype themselves up like crazy for each Nintendo Direct. It comes out, it's 20 minutes, you get seven indies and one game that's marginally... Oh, that's exciting. I, I'd just be happy if they made Inside Xbox <laughs> worth watching. I agree with that, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> the, it, well, the there was like... two Inside Xboxes. There was the E3... 20, or I'm sorry, no, Inside Xbox at the end of 2018, I think. You're talking about the backwards worth, compatibility one? Uh, and that one. Yeah, the, that was the, the last one. backwards. Yeah. The, um, I mean, really, anytime they... The only things that were exciting during Inside Xbox was when they announced backwards compatibility. Yep. And Game Pass and, titles. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Game Pass titles, sure, <laughs> but not really. Like, I don't know. It, it's... <laughs> I mean... I don't know. The but stuff you're like right. That, I mean, the just, one episode you, where they showed what was it? Jade, uh, Jade, crap. Jade well, they they had they Empire. had the one, yeah, the, they had the one where they announced uh, another batch of like OG, OG Xbox yeah. games, yeah. but they also announced Red Dead Redemption stuff like that. Um, and then there was the I think they announced it in two different inside Xboxes because there was a separate one right where they announced like Final Fantasy. 13 yeah, that was actually XO. Um. All the Final Fantasies, that was one of the EXOs, I believe 2019. Yeah, it was like 50 games announced. Yeah, yeah that was like, like 25 yeah. to 30 back Game Pass games. So, and then, you know, there was the EXO, I think, 18, where they announced an Exile and Obsidian being yeah. acquired. Yeah. Other than those few shows, those two, three shows, it, it, if you kept up with Xbox in the slightest bit, there was almost nothing new to really talk yeah. about or go through in those shows yeah, it was it was more so for the casual audience but who's the, the casual, casual audience, audience isn't huh uh, exactly you're right what casual audience is watching this show right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> show yeah. like more controls yeah and i think the thing about it too is like you think about a game like halo like there's just going to be a lot there i mean the same with and I'm, you know you think about some of these bigger games that they'll that are going to be platforms moving forward there's just going to be too much information to to absorb all at one time anyway so i think the time that you know you drip feed like when people are hungry for information is when you can drip feed some of the stuff that might get missed you know when with the big reveal so um so i just yeah. think that there's an opportunity here with halo to i think you can do both i think you can drip feed it and i think that's what what you said mike but it, you know well you didn't say drip feed but you can have some some incremental updates uh to get keep people at least engaged maybe maybe keep them in, get them interested in stuff that um or at least talking about stuff that would get get lost a little bit in the 
um, in the big updates, and then um, and then you can still have your E3 game demo, right? That's yeah. that's the, yeah. the the full. I think the, the, the general consensus thing. was that if the content's there inside Xbox, isn't bad. It's just they didn't have the content, or they weren't willing to show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the earlier ones were like really scripted and cheesy. And yeah, stuff. yeah, that's also. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I mean, uh, they got room. Room. how can we yeah. ever forget the escape the room? The escape room, and people thought something that, was going to happen at the end, right. so they kept watching. That, that, <laughs> now, that, now that we're talking about the escape room, we should probably move on to the next okay. topic. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that's that's definitely off the rails. All right, so yeah, and we we are going to be coming up on our our hour here shortly. So, um, I. So I want to move on to the the controversy of the week. Um, so if, if if you're gaming, paying attention to social media at all, or even if you're not, even if you're just just a mom watching CNN, <laughs> CNN, you probably have heard about the cyberpunk uh, controversy. Um, and as we uh, just to kind of recap it, as we all know, the the cyberpunk was uh, the, the last gen versions really didn't didn't match up. What's the best way to say this? They, they they were in no way actually ready to be released. <laughs> they weren't ready for release. Yeah, and it, it, in in contrast, people playing the game on the PC and you know Series X, you know, it still has some bugs, but it, they are playable. People are enjoying those versions of the game, and so this has brought up the uh, you know this is been brought up even on the xbox era the main show last week i heard sick and john kind of debate this a little bit with rand and talk about you know whether this means that you know 343 and microsoft should consider canning the halo infinite the xbox one version and you know kind of what that might mean by by having this cross-gen version versus a version that is next gen only so i'm just going to go around the the room and kind of see if you know if anybody here um agrees first of all is there anybody that that is on the same page as nick and thinks they should can the xbox one version maybe specifically the campaign because i think for multiplayer we realize that's not not something that would even be considered Anybody? No. Damn it. I mean, I, I would <laughs> yeah, not, I would like for them to do it, but I don't think they it will. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I don't I'm think sure. at this point there's enough of a benefit to it. You can yeah. it two e three years ago, scope of everything can change. Can it now? You've just wasted three years of having a company make an Xbox One version for you. And there is a precedent already for they release the main campaign on everything. But then year or two in, yeah. you drop single player support for previous gen, you know, like Destiny 1 did. When the Taken King came out, you couldn't get it on previous gen. You could only get it on next gen. They had to have a system for everything to carry forward. We have that just by default now. So, And that was a more impressive update too, wasn't it? Like that was, I think, the, the turning point for Destiny, if I remember that yeah that's when the game went from man they're working on it they're trying to make it better too oh my god this is actually fantastic yeah. and i think that the same thing will happen now you have you already have this version that you have a company making alongside you it's not a cyberpunk situation in the sense that cd project red was just the only ones making it no outside help and they just freaking ignored <laughs> last gen and now we're they're going to crunch everyone for two months to finish it they they've got a year They've already been doing it far more than it would seem that CD Projekt Red was, and it's a different scope to the game as well, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. You yeah. go down 30 frames per second, focus on that, 
lower what you can and it gets a little support single player it gets long-term support multiplayer you're fine yeah i think you, you succinctly cover but yeah uh solo did you want to pipe in there on that one uh, i think proven wanted to pipe in first oh i'm sorry go ahead proven i couldn't no, tell who it okay. was yeah i was gonna say, I, was gonna say I, I think it's too probably too late to drop it like i think the benefits we would see like we would see some benefits but like i don't know if they would actually like you would actually like they would be noticeable um like I, on the xbox era podcast seek did mention that on so for forge specifically like on like on the xbox one like for halo 5 on the xbox one version of forge um some of the maps have really bad frame rate but the xbox one x version have good frame rate so i think one benefit of dropping the xbox one is forge maps would probably be a lot better if they were next gen only um that that is that is one benefit but Mm -hmm. like at this point i don't think like at launch they could drop it maybe in a couple years they could end up dropping it but i don't think they'll do it for launch yeah i give it after a year they drop i mean the 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 and I, I I forget where, maybe in Discord or something. The the I don't think that they need to drop it. It's the way that I'm looking at it though, is instead of worrying about whether or not something is possible on the last gen, if they dropped it, they can just focus entirely. No, I'm not expecting you know, I'm not saying that if they drop the Xbox One version, it's automatically gonna guarantee that we're gonna get the quote unquote next gen halo infinite experience that yeah we would like to have but i mean if they can entirely focus on pc and current gen and not even worry about last gen at all maybe outside of multiplayer um i i, I think that'd be beneficial and then at, at the same time they can also stream it they yeah, can all, yeah, all, they have that, that as, yeah. an op- as an option assuming that microsoft's plans to upgrade all the servers this year um, you know, follow through. Yep. But, one yet, even if it, we all wish we were. Huh? <laughs> this year, but it's gonna even next year. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost, uh, almost. Thank you. But yeah, it. Uh, you know uh, what? What Proven mentioned earlier, like earlier when I mentioned about like the memory restraints, the, last gen is one of the things I was thinking of. Um. And same thing, you know, I could see there being a scenario where they make it make you stream the campaign, but then you can play the multiplayer local. But I don't know. I I would like for them to do it, but I don't think they're going to do it. it. And I only and I'm not saying that it's going to hold anything back. I just think that they having fewer platforms to focus on, even if they have external help on the last gen platforms. Um you know, fewer platforms to worry about just helps out overall, makes things more efficient. Do, do you think so? Though? Like, I always wonder about that because this is one aspect I've never really asked my my buddy about with the development. But you, you got to assume like these large, <laughs> large teams have like with their pipelines and the way that people are assigned to do certain things and certain tasks. You're probably, if you cut out the last gen version, it's not like it's not. I, I don't think it's just like a snap of the fingers and you move everybody over and you gain all that manpower like overnight. I think they probably have staffed. They they've 
most likely they've staffed it according to the platforms they're going to support. And it doesn't even sound like money's been an issue with Halo, if, if any of the rumors that are, are true at all. And I guess you can just even look at the number of developers they've they've outsourced and things it feels like that game's got a blank check um so it doesn't feel like the manpower is the issue i think some of the other the issues have probably been um you know other things some of the challenges with the engine and technology and stuff like that but i mean it's probably again it's probably a different topic but go ahead i personally think there'd be more of a chance of it if it was easier to get next gen systems anytime soon yeah even that yeah yeah guesstimate from phil saying hopefully it's, it should be better by april i mean amd is making a full new line of cpus a full new line of gpus playstation 5 socks which sell like crazy xbox series x xbox series x um x cloud server blade you socks. said x twice all these at the same time so x and s sound very similar <laughs> series x series s and the series x version of you know if it's a different um thing for xcloud servers so they're making all of these things at once and none of them are in stock like i bought my wife uh we got a a new laptop for her that has a new ryzen cpu in it and it immediately got back ordered a month i can't imagine they're going to be in stock and there's going to be a ton of next gen consoles out there until next summer or later and i don't think uh going back to the whole manpower thing i don't uh, yeah it, uh, you know, their money's not an issue, but I imagine for the Xbox One, there's probably mostly. Well, I don't know how it would go. Uh, um, I, I imagine most of the resources for the last gen. What now? Three, four, three themselves are they've outsourced the Xbox One version to a different company. I can't remember. See, it. I gotta look it up. To me, like, is that official? Because to me, that is. The price no, considering oh but see to me that would be surprising because considering the vast majority of time they've spent developing it has been on the xbox one yeah so to kind of offload the work I, I do believe they have a another team focusing on pc but i thought all the consoles were handled internally i um, i actually think they've pro- they've been targeting i don't know and again like it's it's hard to to kind of to dif- differentiate like the stuff that's coming like directly from or, or just just people kind of understanding the process but um my impression is they've been targeting higher end pc for a little while and and what you saw in 2018 was actually the target of what they were trying to accomplish in um you know for the next gen version and I, and I think that still is the target in terms of visual quality that they're going for and that was not being done on the Xbox One. That was what you saw in that 2018 stuff was, you know, anticipating a much higher spec than whatever they were um, working with on the Xbox One at that time, even the One X. So, so yeah, I, you know, like I, I guess my thoughts is that is that I, I really, I don't see any way that they cancel the Xbox One version. Um, It's just. First of all, I think the the thing to think about is with Halo, community is such a big part of the equation. It's not just 
the quality of the graphics and things like that. And yeah, that they're going to get to spend some time on that in an indirect way. I actually think there's some advantages for the, from the, for the graphical standpoint, because um, you, you know, if you're limiting your game design to fit onto the Xbox one, you have all that extra room to kind of throw it into things that are scalable. And what is the most scalable thing? You know, it is graphics, right? Maybe a little bit of physics. Um, so you might see some, some differences there. But otherwise, you know, the, all that's, it's just, I, I think the community part is too big of an equation. I do think, do think you bring up a solid point, Mike. It's something that I think that Nick even mentioned as well in his podcast, in, even arguing with us in the chats a little bit, that, hey, they will, they will have, you know, these, um, these APUs in the, the cloud and, you know, you can stream it on your Xbox One if you, you know, if you can't afford to go buy the system. Um, I, the thing is, I don't know that that's going to be fit for purpose at the end of 2021. That might just, you might be starting to roll that out, but that's just going to be the beginning of that. I think it's going to be a couple years before you see the streaming be something that could be, you know, fit for purpose for a large number of people. So until that time, I, I think you still have to rely on what people can do locally. And that's just going to fill in like a gap. It's going to fill in some segments and, and obviously get wide in the base, but it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be sufficient to, um, to accommodate everybody who's going to still be on Xbox ones for the time being. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't see any way that they do cancel that. I do think the, the benefits for the short term are limited. I do think I, the one area where I, um, maybe, uh, Take the uh, take the other side of that equation is when you do talk about Forge. So we did mention some of the, the importance of the the creative aspect of the community next gen, especially with Game Pass, especially with this you know Halo Infinite being on all these platforms, and you will limit some of the, your creative options with that. But that is something that could probably expand over time. So maybe early on, they, you know, that it's going to be a little bit more limited because whatever maps people create are going to have to work on the base Xbox one. But over time, I think you could, you may end up seeing that those options maybe grow. Um, and eventually, you know, I, I, I don't know, that'd be an interesting thing. Maybe eventually they do say you have to be streaming it to use some of the, some of the, more advanced forge stuff so uh, you know that is going to be probably that's probably the one area like if i were to say hey something's going to get held back that is probably the one area forge? that you really would get help. yeah the forge I feel like get there's back. various ways they can work around it though um though first let me just start off with the topic uh i think when it comes to multiplayer there's zero chance like if they do they, if somehow multiplayer doesn't come to xbox one i'll eat the crow but i think there is zero chance that multiplayer will yeah. be on xbox one yeah not yeah. when it's free to play not when they clearly want to get as many people as they possibly can yeah so, absolutely no so way. then the question comes between forge and campaign and uh, this is i mean we comparing to cyberpunk right that's the game we're looking at where it had an abysmal uh, base console launch right but i mean i don't think the scope of halo infinite is even close to the scope cyberpunk had no you yeah. know and that's not a bad thing it's just, it's just the, no. the kind of games it is um cyberpunk this insanely cpu heavy game right running on these crappy cpus from 2013 that were crappy in 2013 it's not a surprise that the games are running well <laughs> like crap right even with a fair bit of optimization etc so i think halo infinite has a much smaller hill to climb when it comes to still releasing like a, a well-playing game that probably looks like crap, but it'll still at least play decently and it won't look like a PS2 game. <laughs> I hope. Well, you know, you, you need a lot more, you need better than a Jaguar CPU to have cars like, you know, magically exactly. fly in the air. Yeah. 
but like the crowd density, the the various uh, non-linear aspect of of Cyberpunk, like it's it's a very different game. Um, yeah. And not to mention I- every for every Cyberpunk. We get many more Red Dead Redemption 2s. Or hell, even um, uh, Cold War looks pretty good, even on base consoles. You know what I mean? Gears oh, 5 like looks... a big game with huge graphics like The Last of Us 2. It looks Yeah, Last of Us 2 looks amazing on the PS4. Gears 5 looks solid on the Xbox One. It looks amazing on the One X and looks pretty damn good in the Series X2, of course. Um, so I don't think there's really that much of a reason to delay it. The Forge is what I would say is the best reason. But even then, why can't yeah. you just be like, if you're making right. a level, you can choose to either make it for the base consoles or you can choose to make it for the series consoles. And, and honestly, I, mean? I think the main reason Cyberpunk turned out the way it was, and everyone would agree, is poor management. Yeah. So management's fine. It, well, it'll be fine. I mean, people would argue wow. 343 has the same problem. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> That's going to open up another can of worms. Yeah. yeah you, you, and so you bring up some of the like, really good points. And, and something that I think we always, there's this assumption um, that obviously, you know, working towards more power is always better. Um, and, and it gives, to be fair, it gives developers a lot more of a, of a toolbox to work with when they have more power. But then I just think about like some of the best games of this generation, some of the best games that hold up today. And, you know, I, I still prefer playing the classic halos over the new ones, or really, honestly, I prefer playing the classic halo campaigns over almost any other shooter that's come out. I mean, even other like level-based campaigns, right? Doom 2016 is a level-based campaign. Yeah, and you think about like so you even take that to other genres, you know, like like I I think Dark Souls and Bloodborne, which is basically using the same template, um, you know, those games hold up better than almost any other other game. So sometimes, sometimes, you know, I've heard somebody talk about this before, but sometimes having some of those limitations, especially on the older hardware, um, kind of forces developers to be a little bit smarter with their their game design and encounters. And I'm not, again, I I am really looking forward to seeing how Halo opens up two years from now with some of the the DLC. But I don't think that that automatically, you know, saying, hey, we're going to eliminate this automatically means that this other game is going to be great um, or better. Because I think it really does take time. If if you're going to use those resources, it takes some time to actually, you know, test that stuff out and, you know, make sure you get the sandbox you know sandbox balance right and everything else so there's there's a lot to it and and all that power can just go toward having a super highly polished halo that looks clean and you know runs at a great frame rate plays well Uh, yeah if if it's using the classic sandbox philosophies it should be a great campaign uh, back back to forge really quick i mean i'm not a game developer i don't have much experience with them how viable would that be let's say you're making a forge map and it's like hey if you use more than X amount of things. This now, this map can only be played in the series consoles. You know I don't I mean? see them. I don't see them don't doing that because it's going to, yeah, yeah, because that's going to segment the yeah. fracture. You know, it, it's going to separate the whole user base. So it, everything is going to be. It has to play on Xbox One. How yeah. well it has to play. I mean, that's a different question. Fair enough. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're right, and and like so, yeah. Could could that be something they could do? Yeah technically yes but but realistically in terms of their philosophies you're not going to see that makes sense but but yeah you could just give them the 15 frames uh, (laughs) (laughs) well no according to sick um he was mentioning that the games did need to run like a certain frame rate or something before you can publish it which makes sense i guess but hey that's what the uh file browser is for right yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I know we're over hours, so I, I want to try to 
push push through here because we got uh, you know a couple more topics here to just kind of end off the show. These ones should be should be some quick ones, uh, some fun ones. By the way, did I, never... I any, did I skip anybody before I move forward? Did I miss anybody's opinion on that? And I think we all went about three or four times. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, so let's move on to the news that the 360 servers are going to be getting shut oh, down. Oh yeah, the main uh, topic. Yeah, I don't. Think this, is, <laughs> this is not huge news. This is just a bleeding war crime. This is the worst thing that Xbox has ever done. And no matter what anyone says, I will refuse to listen to reason. Yep, it's uh, anti-consumer, right? No, um, <laughs> it's, it's so. Anyways, this is just a good excuse um, to talk about the 360 Halo days. Um, so yeah, so the, but just to recap the news on it, uh, in 2021, the the Halo servers are going to get set, shut down from the 360 nobody here who's who's listening to this or, or, or on the show plays on the 360 anymore and probably not for a long time the thing i wanted to bring to to kind of uh use this as an excuse to talk about is you know use this as a, as a chance to reminisce we're at the end of the year um and you know it's been it's been one of those kind of years and i think sometimes reminiscing about the good old days is always kind of fun to do so i want to just go around and quickly and see like for, from your guys like what were some of the things that that were your favorite 360 halo moments or you know what do you think about when you think about 360 halo in general so we'll go let's start with we'll start with soul this time okay i'll be quick um because i didn't really uh, get into xbox live game until the xbox one mostly because i was paying for it myself but, but... <laughs> <laughs> listen it's tough to convince a parent to purchase a game let alone a subscription oh man getting the runescape sub oh that took like months anyways <laughs> uh anyways um i think the one thing uh first off yes the servers are being closed not a big deal it's a 14 year old game mcc exists much better um that's all <laughs> uh, i was gonna say uh i think one thing playing online sorry did for me was just really open my eyes to how good people are at this damn game or these damn games you know what i mean for most of my Halo life, especially early on, I just played split screen multiplayer. Um, some LAN parties here and there, some friends. Um, but for the most part, I, we'd play and I would do pretty good. I'd be in the top of the list. I'd either win or almost win every single time. And, you know, you get this feeling that, hey, you're actually pretty good at Halo. And then I went and I got like a month trial for the 360, plugged in Halo 3, played one match of on Valhalla, the friggin' uh, Blood Gulch uh, uh, equivalent. And this one guy, I think, killed me like 20 times. <laughs> he, was just, he was just on top of the hill at the center and he would just i'd come for him every time because at a certain point it became personal and at a certain point i brought other people i was with and he would just kill all of us It'd be five of us charging this hill there's one guy in the top and he just knock all of us out without us being able to do anything <laughs> and it's that's for me what, what halo online memory is just people that are way better than me and people way better than i'll ever be yeah, we, we got to remember that the people that stick with Halo past the first month are are, are, are your tryhards. And, and I think over time, there's, <laughs> that, that base of tryhards has kind of grown. So uh, what's nice, though, is if you get to go play split screen with some some random friends, you can just make them all hate you. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to move on to somebody who's a little bit older on the panel. <laughs> might have a little more to say. Uh, let's go to, to Kage Maru. How's, what do you think, man? <laughs> uh, God, best memory of... 360 halo yeah it, it it would either be man i got really close what was the max level in halo 350 
Yeah. Yeah. I got it to like there were levels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it determined the um your matchmaking. I I mean Halo Three had some of the best matchmaking um Mm -hmm. ranking in my opinion. Um, yeah, I got up to like 49, which is saying something for me because I'm not that great at multiplayer. Oh, you mean like but, ranks? Rumble break. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you've fallen, you've fallen a long way since then. Oh, oh my God, have I? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so doing actually pretty decent in a Halo multiplayer game was a highlight. Um, also, Halo Reach, the launch of Halo Reach. That was the first launch that after I moved away from home. And I, so it was, it was kind of uh, something special because I knew it was the last Bungie Halo game. But at the same time, I had some big expectations because of all the hype and all the talk of revamped technology and everything. So, um, and I loved it. I absolutely loved Halo Reach. Um, so I, I don't know, just get, I guess getting three Halo games, I, I really, let's just go with getting three Halo games in one generation. And all of them were excellent. I, I mean, we we were absolutely spoiled yeah. that generation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those some good memories. All right, Jesse, how about you, man? <laughs> what was what was your best three sixty online Halo memories? When I was living with my brother, and he had the three sixty in the room, and I had my own computer, and I played WoW too much. For the most part, Halo on the three sixty for me, um, before I moved to be with my wife, was Gruntageddon in uh, Halo Reach. You just do firefight on a map, and every enemy was a grunt, and it was just a get the battle rifle and do a good shot. It was like zen. It was just twenty minutes of nonstop headshot and grunts as they had progressively more and more armor shields. Um, the most I did, I think, though, was after I moved and we had our own three sixty. Um, is that for like for the first time I was able to play online multiplayer with my brother and we played through all of halo four and that for the 360 that would be probably what um what i remember the most actually finally getting to do online co-op because we only ever had one system before so it was always split screen and it looked and ran like you know crap compared to what you think what you get now yeah uh, good, good memories, Jesse. Uh, proven. Were you even allowed to play on the 360? Did your parents? Like it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Halo. Yeah, so Halo entire bottle first. <laughs> uh, good, good yeah, memories, so Halo Jesse. Three came uh, proven. out. Were you even allowed to play on the 360? Still, I might have been allowed. Good lord, it's child. Yeah, but the thing about like, well, Halo Three and Halo Reach, like, well, like. Those are basically the only, like, I remember I played Halo 3 basically every day for, like, three years straight. And I, I would play, like, Call of Duty. I'd play other games. But I would always go back to Halo 3. Um, And, like, you know, nowadays with Game Pass and, like, having access to, like, hundreds of games at all times, like, it's kind of, you kind of bounce around. But, like, I remember back in those days, like, I'd basically stick to one game. I'd Like, if, if I could, I'd, like, play the entire day uh, playing those games. I think the memories I'll have for those is basically, like, that was, like, the peak of my, like, binging a game where, like, I remember one day, like, when Halo Reach came out, like, I I think I I woke up, like, at 6 a.m. and stopped playing, like, at 1 a.m. the next morning. Like, I played so much of that game. 
<laughs> you know, I, that's, I just, with, with, with how young you are, you know how much of your life, the percentage of it that you spent playing Halo? <laughs> it's a <lot>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I spent like 90% of my life playing Halo just funny, but that's just like I, I played Halo 1 and I was like six or seven. Wow. So that was like yeah, a long time ago, but like that was like five years ago. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that, uh, proven because uh, that's actually one of the things that sticks out to me is it, it, it's you think back to the like when Halo Three launched in kind of the heyday of the 360, and it is I, I remember you could rely on certain friends being on every single night like every day yeah. at the same times it was like it was almost like a second job to people they were just there every single day um you don't really get that anymore nowadays it's like you know there's so much to choose from like like you were mentioning it's just yeah. that that we're kind of got options overload which is a good thing um but yeah that's that's something that that um that you don't see anymore is is seeing seeing the same crew of friends on there all the time yeah like i, I had a group of friends we basically played Halo together for like four or five years straight. And if any, if one person would go play something else, like the other people were like, "Oh, why, why are you playing that? Like, why aren't you playing Halo?" And like, I, I just heard like that, that was like basically like, like I, I made like a like a lot of my in real like real life friends and like people I met online were basically through Halo Three and Halo Reach. So awesome stuff. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here with our last topic. And this is just just the final year end thoughts. And so just kind of just no questions. Up. Um, oh, shoot. Dang it. Let's go to this. Was there anything from the chat that people wanted to ask, too? We had a few of them. Um, Ursula was very good about sneaking them in when they were in the chat. Mm, yeah, you beat me. All right, let's yeah, let's go ahead and do the community question. So we'll start there, and then we'll do the wrap up. Um, so Andrew Schmidt says, "What do you think about the substantial improvements based on those multiplayer screenshots?" Any, um, we'll, we'll just we'll just make this a little bit more impromptu. Uh, to just jump in if you have a thought. If you don't, you don't have to jump in. It was the leap that I think a lot of us are hoping for in fidelity. Yeah, yeah, Boom. I think that's the thing that stood out. Is oh, go ahead. Oh, is that? that Kagi? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I tried saying it like him. <laughs> I think the surprise for me with the screenshots was that they're still sticking with some older models for guns. Um, yeah. After the July demo, it kind of seemed to me like they're taking their own take on the guns again. And then, no, we got the Halo Reach Sniper and we got the uh, Halo 1 uh, Rocket Launcher. I would be surprised if there are just more new guns like we saw. Yeah. We saw a couple. So I think, yeah, keep the classics and open up the sandbox with more variety i I just want to see gameplay that screenshots are nice but i don't know i'm too i'm too jaded for screenshots i mean you can barely trust gameplay videos let alone just uh, (laughs) screenshots well the 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 cyberpunk ones turned out perfect oh um (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I, i i honestly i expected them to be a lot better um so it was more of an expectation but it's just nice to get something out there to kind of quell people that you were, expected the screenshots you know. to look better no 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 <laughs> I, I i i was expecting that i mean i didn't know exactly you know exactly what they're going to look like obviously but i expected it to look much much better than what we saw in july so and it did yeah so it just kind of met it i guess what i'm saying is it met my expectations oh yeah okay. um 
Yep. So let's see. Other questions we have. When do you think we'll see something again from Halo Infinite? I think we kind of talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we here. did. Like we went to it, put um, it inside Xbox at one point. Yeah. So hopefully they hopefully they do something here in well, a couple months. But touching on that, do do you guys think we're gonna have to wait until? So I, I think we're all in agreement that Halo, the campaign, we're not gonna see until E three. Yep. Um, what about the multiplayer though? Do you think they're going to wait until after E3 when when they do uh, their? That has more of a chance of being part of their monthly esports updates. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think like February by February or March we'll see something about the MP. I don't know what, but something. Yeah. Like video wise, like gameplay. Uh, yeah, well, because they they were going to show something off before the delay, so like I feel like that's kind of maybe not finished, but like I feel like that's in a much more showable state than camping is yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 All right. This is a good question. This is a second question from Moore. He says, uh, what do you think the biggest surprise, what do you think will be the biggest surprise in Halo Infinite, either in the game itself or around it? Um, I know I know what I want to say, but we'll, we'll see what uh, you guys think. In, in trying to match what is happening in Cyberpunk, we're going to get full frontal from Master Chief. <laughs> oh, do you mean his face? <laughs> he's just gonna wear the mask with a helmet. Yeah, he's oh, gonna have helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mine's kind of like overall i think people are gonna be surprised with how good this game is because I, I think a lot of people are expecting it to like there's a lot of people who don't like 343 or xbox or both who are just expecting the game to be bad so i think when the game comes out they're gonna be like wow this actually turned out to be good which some people don't expect that. Any specific things that you think would stick out, like from either multiplayer or, or campaign, or maybe like a, just a um, surprise, like some maybe surprise about the graphics. Well, I think that would be the most surprising thing for people is if the graphics. Yeah, well, because I think, That's I think I, yeah. Nick, Nick pointed out that, like, I think when the game, like, if the game comes out and like it actually looks really, really good. People are going to be like, well, I thought this game looked bad because I saw one screenshot of an unfinished brute. But like, I think when like the game comes out, like I think it's going to oh, actually right, look yeah. really, really nice. You're talking about like, the, the, the meme makers, the, the people who don't even know anything about yeah. Halo, but they saw a crack everywhere. Because yeah, like, a lot of people just know Halo Infinite based on that one screenshot. Yeah, a lot of people. And that, that's, people. yeah, and that's exactly, I mean, if hopefully I'm not being too optimistic, but just how much better it looks is what i'm hoping is the big surprise because gameplay wise i think most people were happy it's just how it yeah. looked and and how unpolished it looked so i i think one of the biggest surprises i'm hoping one of the biggest surprises is just the uh, i mean layer of polish that they that comes through in the next campaign demo um multiplayer it's kind of hard to gauge or judge fidelity and graphics and everything like that because that's rarely the focus it's the campaign that's usually where the spectacle is so even if even if campaign looks great or doesn't look great i don't know i don't think that's going to speak too much towards the campaign um but if they showed something else i don't know what the hell they're going to show from the campaign next but if it looks absolutely amazing as i hope it does like if it looks closer to the 2018 tech demo then I, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised in a very good way. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good answer. I'll be the contrarian. I actually think the surprise is going you to... son of a... 
<laughs> I just want to disagree with Mike because uh, it's, it's so ther- easy. It's therapeutic, honestly. <laughs> I I think um, despite the fact I, I understand usually the ramp up to these games, the, the campaign gets all the attention, rightfully so. I get more excited about the campaign up to the ramp ups, but I actually think what's going to surprise people, um, like actually surprise them with Halo Infinite, will be to do with the multiplayer I, we uh-huh. we kind we kind of over overlook the fact that they have max hoberman's team helping out he is the guy who was responsible for the original you know multiplayer sandbox everything behind that and then in addition to that you know you've got stat back there as well and phil's already teased some things that he was saying we're going to be special about it we know they said they're not going to do a, a straight br and i'm not expecting a fortnite ish br but i am expecting something creative that works within the halo sandbox and because of who they have behind it i don't think it's going to be a gimmick and i think that's going to be something that's going to surprise people in terms of it, it taking off and i guess that's you know that's the key word there surprise so i do think that people aren't really thinking about this right now but i the mode that's probably going to catch a lot of people is the one that we don't even have a lot of information on. And I, and I'm only putting it out there as some, as having confidence be based on who's behind that. So uh, okay. just something I think we should look out for. Just um, an idea. Yeah. Instead of a battle Royale, how about a kingly scuffle? In <laughs> King of the Hill. there's all kinds of stuff they could do but yeah i'm excited i am really excited to see what those guys can do especially now that you know they they can still run some hybrid stuff off the cloud and all that even with the old system so with multiplayer so i think it's gonna be fun to kind of see how they what what they come up with now that you bring you brought back some of the some of the best really in terms of, of of multiplayer sandbox to to take on that that role and try to innovate it and it sounds like from what phil's saying they are going to innovate it so, are are you saying that? Because I took the question as the biggest surprise leading up to launch, but your biggest oh. surprise seems to be when people get their hands on the controller. Yeah, yeah, maybe that would be which would be awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I that I, I would absolutely love that because Bungie has innovated with multiplayer in a way in, in multiple ways that the industry still follows to this day. Whereas can't really say the same the four three four three. They're they're too big. Can't innovate when you're following, right? Huh? You can't innovate oh, when name. you're following. Wait, what happened? Either uh, you said. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I I'm saying you can't uh, you can't innovate when all you're doing is following. So, oh you know. yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, and, and, and I, we uh, to be I fair, the three four name Fortnite uh, Warzone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and to be fair, three four three. He one hundred percent did not hear you, Jesse, but he just said, "Yeah, yeah." Jesse, are mm-hmm. you um, are you eating? Are you licking your mic while you're talking? To yeah, us? You're like, are you not supposed to? Uh, are you talking underwater? <laughs> My mic is in the same place it has been. Maybe um, me talking oh. into it. You're good now. It's some, sometimes your voice comes a little warbled. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, but to be fair to three four three, you know. Uh, Bungie did do more following than innovating when it came to reach. And so, you know, there, there hasn't really been much that they had what the, uh, yeah, they had the uh, forge mode. Well, that was, that was carried over from three, three or yeah. not forge. I'm sorry. Um, what's the horde mode? 
firefight firefight but then you know they had the assault mode was it or what was yeah assault invasion invasion damn it invasion invasion yeah i i love that but if they can bring that back i'd love to have that back but yeah you know it i I would really love for the 343 to innovate do something new do something that makes other people follow would certainly be a surprise right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I wouldn't expect. I know that there has been a lot of talk about it, but I wouldn't expect a, a direct, like a, a standard BR kind of thing. So I don't think they would have been, would have been working with Fortnite if that was the case. But. Yeah. All um, right. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I'll just answer my thing. So I think. So right now we all know Halo Infinite is going to be like the next Fortnite, right? That's what they're trying to do. So I think uh-huh. the biggest surprise. Just, just go, go with me here. I think the biggest surprise will be Kratos playable. In Halo Infinite, <laughs> twenty bucks skin. <laughs> All right, uh, now let's keep moving forward. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Sorry, okay. Serious answer. Serious answer. Um, I think it's just going to be a big multiplayer mode, and I think big. Um, I don't necessarily mean more people. I think it's going to be just a really well fleshed out upgrade to Warzone that people won't expect to be as fun as it is. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Warzone released. People played it. They're like, yeah, this is cool, I guess. But you know, arenas, arenas better. I, th- I think this next big game mode, which hopefully takes more from Big Team Battle than Warzone, will be something that will appeal to both old and new fans alike. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And again, you you just have it, you you have certain people there from the from the previous games, and I think they're going to try to make sure it keeps its its identity as it moves forward. Um, all right, so we got a few more questions. I'm going to try to jump over to. Um, don't spawn on me. He says, uh, do, "Do you do we see or hear anything about about Infinite before E3?" I think we kind of touched on that again, but yeah, we uh, could, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> uh, let's keep moving down the list here. Let's see any it's other questions? Tell what people's priorities are and what they are hoping to get out of three four three. Please oh. show us this game. Tavish said his questions have already been answered, but let's see. He he did ask: Is there a risk of Halo not be, being criticized for not being completely purely uh, complete purely due to the uh, side of uh, um, the gas? Um, anyways, yeah, I feel I, like that's I, a whole I, topic on its own, and one that we'll probably do when we're awake. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, Tavish, we're gonna have to make a show on that. But no, I, 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 I a lot of criticism for having games as a service elements for Halo Infinite. And I think any games as a service elements would be more for the multiplayer side of things. I don't think that's not how the single player is going to work at all. So the main complaints on things like Destiny and games as a service is the entire single player gets built up around grinding and grinding levels and doing the same stuff over and over again and people get sick of it. And with Halo, it's more just this fun co-op sandbox. You go and you go through the story. You don't have power levels or gear or pseudo RPG stuff. So I don't think so. They're not going to let that creep into the campaign. Well, and one of the things to think about is... Again, this week, there's been a really good feedback on the Gears DLC. And I think the fact that that stuff just launched on Game Pass Ultimate really changed the perception of it. And I think, you know, it's uh, there's a potential here. And I'm just going to throw out potential because people will, you know, look for reasons to be negative, you know, especially if you got to get some clicks. But I, I think there's some potential here that because because of the Game Pass Ultimate factor that it may start to change the the way that 
ongoing content is received instead of it being received as okay you held this back so you could charge us more or you're giving us a game less of a game so you can charge us for the rest of it later um, if it's included with that and it's high quality uh, and you get everybody that's responding well to it i think that's really going to start to maybe maybe drive the conversation in a, in a different direction because again this week with the, the gears dlc i don't know about you guys but at least in my little anecdotal world the 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 response to it's been overwhelmingly positive for you know three hour you know DLC and I think again as they kind of add new modes new maps um, those types of things those types of things are generally things that people expect but if you start to see that this Halo as a platform equals quality content and you're not getting nickel and dime for it again assuming they're going to follow that same template with the with the game pass ultimate then uh it really could be received well and so i so the answer tavish's question do i think it's going to be received that way there's always going to be people that are going to that are going to spin it in that direction and they're just going to be negative because obviously there's companies have taken advantage of it or you know play, played their cards incorrectly and it's affected the way the industry kind of reacts to that but if they if they do it the way i think they will with this with the game pass i i think over time it's going to be received pretty well actually so yep agree on all accounts Oh, and then you know what, Proven, uh, I've missed you a few times here. Why don't I just let you kind of pipe in? Any any final thoughts? I know you got to be taken off here shortly anyways, right? Oh, on the top, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> any topic. <laughs> what, what page are we on again? What, what podcast on, is this? I'm very... Wait, where well, am I? Are you, are you sitting in Mike's chair? Is it, did you fall no, actually, um, proven. You have to take off here shortly, right? Like, if you want to, let's let's move ahead to our our final thing. Is actually going to be our final year end thought. So, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and start with you because I know you you have to leave first on the show. Just kind of like what okay. which what's your year end thoughts? Just Halo in general. Uh, looking forward to 2021. Uh, well. I mean, for the year overall, I think the Master Chief Collection kind of cemented itself as like a great game and one of the honestly one of the best games of all time, and like a really great achievement for three for three. Um, obviously, we hope that Infinite was going to launch this year to be like a huge celebration of the series, but we're going to have to wait till next year to get that. But overall, I think this year had some ups and downs, but I think overall, like we're ending the year like feeling really positive about the future of all things halo awesome thoughts all right proven well uh yep well we'll we'll end up talking to you soon but but have a a great time and i'm going to move it on over to soul for his final thoughts of the year yeah uh honestly pretty similar to uh proven's in the sense that this year started off crappy um not in terms of halo started off very crappy but in my head i'm always thinking you know what it's okay we got the series x launch coming we got halo coming Right, I'm going to end this year off in a bang. So when that didn't happen, it was kind of disappointing. Um, and it would have been really disappointing if uh, we didn't get that blog post. Like, that did a lot more for me than than I thought initially when I, when I stop and actually think about uh, the entire year in general. Uh, and uh, Proven's right. MCC had massive updates this year. Like, it's it cemented itself as a pillar in gaming, in my opinion. This collection, it took like, what, five years for them to do so. Um, but as it is now, it is the best collection in gaming history, 100%. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's probably the best value you can get to for your money, even at full price. 
And ending the year off with a nice blog post that addresses pretty much all the concerns people had with with the, the showing of Halo Infinite leaves you with, uh, yeah, like a hopeful feeling. Like, you know what, bring 2021 on. It can't be worse, right? <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good general sentiment. All right, Jesse, how about you, man? I mean, it's pretty uh, similar. I mean, the main Halo things were thinking the graphics weren't good enough after July, hoping it was better, being disappointed in having it delayed, but understanding it. Um, the Series X hitting and finally having a well-performing version of the Master Chief Collection because it still didn't ever hit 60 frames per second on the One X with uh, Halo uh, CE Anniversary or 2 Anniversary. They never, they were like 30 to 40 most of the time. They ran horribly in split screen. It's, um, I mean, even still now, they, they, they struggle on those systems. But the Series X and the PC version, especially the PC version, is only like 40 bucks for all six games. Um, ridiculous value. Finally plays perfectly. Plays perfectly almost a locked 120, which if you have the monitor for it, feels incredible. Um, the book that only I seem to be able to read was very good. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, if you guys have another year, it might be long enough to get through it, and we can do a spoiler cast. You might need to reread it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to reread it because I remember most of it, but there's plenty of plenty of details that I've uh, completely forgotten about now. Yeah, because you know, if uh, people weren't paying attention, they'd think we've read the book and you haven't. <laughs> Once we get to the cast, yeah, um, yeah. No, it it was a very good year thanks to their six year long commitment to fixing MCC. Give it enough time, you can accomplish anything. <laughs> it wasn't just the matchmaking and multiplayer. Like we had a discussion in the Xbox Era Discord this week. People were like, "Oh yeah, the matchmaking was matchmaking was really broken, but you could get through the whole campaign." It's like you could get through the whole campaign in solo. It ran like crap. You couldn't do it co op online. It ran ridiculously bad. Like they have had to constantly for years, and and it took a few years before it ever really started go back and fix this thing and the work they've done has been ridiculous i mean adding in skins to halo one and three and that nobody love <laughs> and no one likes them <laughs> i like them well i, think I saw the uh the it's, update it's that they're adding an option to yeah. turn off the new skins for halo 3 the ones that kind of look like they're out of like a yeah, I mean, you could always turn them off. You could have it so only default showed for you individually. They were having some problems before where, like, certain things were broken in it when they had to turn them off. But, like, just their commitment to constantly fixing it and then adding to it and then eventually the plan to give it to people to, you know, mod and do with as yeah. they want in the community. And the sheer, like, transparency awesome. they had when they were making it. Those blog posts were ridiculously detailed. And constant. Yeah. And like I feel like the the fact that they did this also means they now have a team that's capable of doing this. And that's going to pay yeah, off big time, long term. The guy who was running that team was so good at it that he's yeah, now you're right. Yeah, yeah, for multiplayer. Yeah, it's a it's some interesting things you, that maybe we take for granted, but some of those challenges, the fact that they've they've that they've, they've kept going with having to continuously update that, um, you know, hopefully that carries over to well, you you would assume that, that some of that is going to continue to carry over to just best practices and habits and you know how they keep supporting their other games going forward and uh, DLC and everything else. So you know, hopefully the way that we saw the MCC get better and better is something that we could see with 
with, you know, with infinite, even if it, you know, that even if it launches the way that we hope and expect. So, um, so yeah, good points, man. Uh, so I'll turn it over to you, Mike, uh, what's your final year end thoughts on halo the, the year and then looking forward. Well, it sucked this year. Um, <laughs> understatement. Uh, other than that, I mean, you know, it's great to have MCC mostly at the state that it should be. There's still some lingering issues. Um, they they really need to address those lingering issues. I hope they don't just. You mean like the CE the, port, or other than that? The what? Like the, you mean the Halo One port and the issues that came with that, or you mean other than that? Other than that, like as far as I know, there's still the shadow bug in Halo Three and Halo ODST. Um, Halo One. I'm assuming what you're talking about with Halo One is the classic edition, still not perfect. Yeah, um, I'm, I yeah. just heard numerous problems about the who did the gearbox did the port. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, I just Fucking heard that. that port I'm sorry, stupid gearbox. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> but uh, all going to be based on the PC version, so it's a a lot of work to fix all the issues those had. Yeah, yeah, but I hope I, I hope they continue trying to work on that. I, I mean, I would love. I mean, they're still supporting for, it for to... a year, so there should definitely be something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, MCC was kind of in regards to Halo specifically. MCC was kind of the shining moment of this year um, especially with everything that went on with infinite yeah. so i mean great trailer too that last trailer was very solid for what infinite no mcc they released this like final trailer for the game now that all the games are added to it it's pretty cool it took a minute and a half long oh did they mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> why am i on this podcast no i'm joking um, so yeah it, i mean the year sucked but mcc was great um I really, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm right there with Jesse that I'm really happy where they're at now, especially on Series X, because it, it ran great on the One X until they updated it. And then whenever they did the 4K update, it kind of ran like poop on some games and some modes. And um, so it, it, it's good that finally have a, a solid 4K 60 version. Um, and I don't know. It, I'm hoping that the i don't know if you want to call it upward momentum or the good faith that 343 is finally starting to build up again um carries over to 2021 it, it it's really good to just end it all on a high note mm. despite 2020 you know yeah it's funny you mentioned that that's kind of like mike i guess i'll 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 jump in because that's where i think my thoughts are to me halo's kind of been a microcosm of of 2020 in some ways it's it you know it's it was basically a crap year <laughs> you know uh nothing went the way you expected it the most hyped games you're looking <laughs> forward to didn't either didn't release or they shouldn't have released and <laughs> <laughs> so we won't go into that again but you know at the end of the year the the year ends with with some hope right and i think that's kind of how i look at it it's it's i think it's been a just have to acknowledge it. It's been a tough year for everybody in the community. I think just uh, not just with Halo, obviously. I think just the the whole world. And this is just you know as a, as as gamers, as people who play Halo, that's just sort of been it's fit right in there. You know, I think um, Craig's face kind of is how most people feel and, and probably are looking being locked inside all, all year. And <laughs> and we look forward though to twenty 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 one and. 
I think there is hope, right? It's it's hope not just for Halo, but for everything. And and at the end of the day, you need that. There's only so much. I think so much we can just keep badgering on things that have been bad and that sucked, and that um, you know that make us. You know that we just need to keep venting and venting. At some point, you have to turn it around and start thinking about you know things that can change and could be better, and get optimistic and. You know, I look I look forward to next year, and I think you know not only could the the world start to show some improvement, but by the end of the year we could start to get back to some normalcy. And you know what? Wouldn't that be a great way as gamers, as Halo gamers, for that normalcy to be Halo Infinite launching with both single player and multiplayer, launching in prime form, and and bringing everybody together again, like just like the good old days, just like we talked about on the 360. So that's kind of my final thoughts for for this year um anybody have any final things before we do our sign offs f 2020 yeah yeah did i say that yep uh, <laughs> i i think for i think on no, november 15th we should all have like a a live stream okay well we got a lot schedule. of time to... yeah uh, let me add it to my <laughs> schedule right now <laughs> a gameplay stream not a podcast <laughs> yeah I agree. All right. okay sounds good all right um <laughs> sold you want to go ahead and do the patreon stuff yeah i mean uh if you're here this far you you should probably know our stuff if you enjoy our content please like comment uh chat let us know if you like the live format if you don't let us know what time works best um we've kind of went today because uh we weren't able to record over the weekend um, so we just went for the next day. We Sorry. figured, hey, let's <laughs> don't worry, you need to sleep. Um, we just <laughs> figured, hey, we can go live. Uh, it worked decently last time. Let's do it this time. And this time it worked pretty decently too, I feel. We have uh, had a decent bit of engagement. Um, if you enjoyed this way, if you prefer the other way, um, if you guys uh, didn't catch the whole episode, it'll be up on uh, Spotify, Google Podcast tomorrow morning, most likely. And if you really like our content, please check out our Patreon, our website, and our forums. Um, Every little bit helps. All right. Thanks again for that. So, all right, everybody. Thanks again, audience. Yep, thanks uh, for watching. We appreciate thanks, guys. You. Give us money. <laughs> Welcome, the audience. Don't, listen, don't listen to money. All right. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> all right, guys. Love Last guys. one out. Get the Bye. light.